we make it funny. King and D, there's just always bloody something. King and D, just two housemates with a dream. King and D, if you don't like us, you're dead to me. Dead to me, dead to me. If you don't like us, you're dead to me. Dead to me, dead to me. If you don't like us, you're dead to me. Welcome to Key and D, the podcast. You all right, Key? Babe, it's the last one of the year. Oh. I'm actually really emotional. I've really enjoyed it. I think we've had some really brilliant guests. It's been amazing. We had a good time. I've enjoyed doing a little agony out things in between. That's been my favourite part. I know, just yeah. just two. Just two. Mainly on a Monday morning after yeah. a real bedraggled from the After weekend. a big weekend. No, I think it's so easy to like always look ahead, but oh my God, we launched a podcast this year. I know. We've done two seasons and we're still friends. <laughs> I know. We've worked a lot of she's off as well this episode. We did. Yeah. We had Dawn O'Porter on and we did a video for her. We yeah. got really into it and we're like, we have to do a video now for every yeah. guest song. We've been out and on Wait, the streets of the, the tripod. What's the thing we've done? Dance outside the NHS. Yeah, today we went outside a hospital and danced. Effort. And that it was <laughs> Maddie Lucy Down episode. It was strange, but that's what you have to do for the content. I know we're so committed. Yeah. Um, so this guest this week, fabulous, very special guest. She's just fucking great, really. We met her at Edinburgh Fringe. Yes, we do talk about that. We we're still not over it. We'll promise you in 2023 we'll talk about it. Not less. mention it. And we hung out, and it's just blossomed into a, a cute little friendship yeah uh, we tried to record this app at Edinburgh Ridge it didn't work um yeah. for many reasons but she gave us another shot and thank god kind of she's great we she's a busy gal she's very popular at the moment she's um, flying everywhere I really feel like if you looked up the word cool in the dictionary I agree or like breezy just fucking chill, chill. Fuck. she's fucking cool man um, I'm I read an article about her in the times and um, <laughs> the journalist said this brilliant thing about her being like she has this ability to laugh without actually laughing and I yeah. thought yeah you just know, she's just, yeah, she's an enigma. I love it. She's sexy as hell. Yeah, she's yeah. good. She's got this little, little twinkle. Yeah, her. she does. And it's just really cheeky. Yeah. And um, shall we shall we play the Yeah, guest? we hope you enjoy the app. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Girlies, let's go. She's a silly little girl, a rising queen of the comedy world. She's a hot and sexy mama, got a podcast of any drama. She's been making a load of noise, cause she's calling out the fuck boys. A voice of a generation, bitch, preach it to the nation. Drag his ass, drag his ass, bitch, drag his ass. She's Mary Beth Barone, she's Mary Beth Barone, not Baroni, not Baroni. She's Mary Beth Barone. She's Mary Beth Barone. Not Baroni. She's Mary Beth Barone. Wow, that you know, it's been a while since I've heard the song in full, and it's just like it means so much that someone has finally written a song about how to pronounce <laughs> my last name. You deserve. I know it's so infuriating. Like I get like Diane all the time, not Diana, and it's like oh yeah, get Kira, Kira. Yeah. Oh, I get like Marianne, Mary Kate, like oh. Meredith. A lot of times people think I say Meredith. I mean, it's Meredith. okay. I like, I'm not super precious about my name, but it is, there is a right way. I'm really bad at pronouncing names. So I'm very forgiving about okay. this. I just think you're allowed to be like, it's your name. I don't get why people like get it wrong. Yeah. Just, like, we'll just send you the snippet of that song. Yeah. 
in just, case there's any confusion we can just put it in the bio we send it to everyone that's hosting shows that yeah. i'm on so every single every late confusion. night host can just like get a real quick tutorial because you found that out because i was like you kept I was unsure. At her, Mary Beth Brony, and yeah. I was like, babe, I'm going to really. I'm going to tell you something you with some now. Truth. Yeah. <laughs> You've been living a lie. Well, but now we're now we're all on the same page, and that's great. Oh, oh babe, how are you? It's, it's been so a nice minute to see since we've seen you. I, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about the last time we attempted to record this episode, oh but we met up at like a members club at Edinburgh. Yeah. Which members club is a stretch, concept. darling. It, that's I a mean, stretch. look, look, not you couldn't just walk in off the street. I couldn't get in. It was a shipping container. <laughs> well, a leaking that is shipping container. Yeah, that's maybe more accurate like, physical description. <laughs> but it was, you know, there were people like having like coffee and meetings in there and we were just like scrambling trying to set up the microphones and the soundboard and it was just like, uh. We had a great chat, but you know it'll end up. But on the we were lost. We didn't hear a bloody but thing. We didn't hear a damn thing, and we were there. We were like, we had like blankets on us because we were basically our immune systems were shot to shit from Edinburgh. <laughs> we were just like, we were like dead people. We were, I, I actually think we only had one mic. Do you remember? Only one mic works. So yeah. We were sort of huddled around, like. Like we were in Les Miserables, like begging yeah. for bread. But we tried, like we set up the camera on a oh, tripod to like record the God. clip. It was just like, you couldn't, that, like we did everything we could. It's so sad. God loves a trier. I also feel bad because like I'm not like, the techie person of this duo. <laughs> That's Kiara. So I was just sat there being like, babe, I'm not, I can't help. Like it was, it was frantic, but I think it needed to happen. And then we're here now and we can live to tell about it. But that was definitely like, you met me at a very, uh, and I met you, I'm sure. I don't want to speak for you, but what a chaotic whole experience. My God. How we're talking about the Edinburgh Fringe, guys, yeah. if we if we haven't said that, but like, how were you after that whole experience? Yeah. Like, I had to like book in a therapy session. <laughs> like, how did you find it? I mean, Kiara didn't speak to each other for like a week. A week. <laughs> It was so, yeah, it was, it was such, was that your first time there? Yeah, I'd never been to see shows or to do shows. So I felt like I was like, I mean, I'd been warned, like, obviously, people tell you it's like, a really insane experience. But I think nothing can actually prepare you for what it's really like. And it's crazy, because I kept having to remind myself, like, you actually like, wanted to do this and are probably (laughs) at the end of the day, paying money to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But when I, when I got back from Edinburgh, I was like, I felt like I was a washcloth that had been wrung out. Yeah. Like I was a shell of a human being. I couldn't really like form sentences. Yeah. I no. just, I also ended up getting the flu like a mm. week or two after I got back. Yeah. And I think I was just like run down, which sounds crazy. It's like, it's a comedy, like it's a performing arts festival. It's not a fucking comedy festival. We, we, it's like a, it's like a marathon. It's like a month long it, emotional I marathon. I was not laughing after it. I was, I, I didn't find anything funny about it, quite frankly. <laughs> no, there was not anything funny about it at all. And I'm so glad someone's finally going on the record. Well, I saw you. I keep stealing your line because I remember the first time we met we met backstage let's set the scene yeah. we met backstage right before taping a podcast for diane chorley mm-hmm. an icon, icon. of mm-hmm. our time amazing that incredible. red curly wig i just i just see it in my dreams it's incredible it's, just, it's iconic i still think about it i still <laughs> yeah. think about going on the what was it on the the flick on the flick down the flick and we were chatting and at this point i think we were both in our first week so we're still like bright eyes or bushy tail trying to resist mm-hmm. This feeling of like, this is hard yeah, than I thought. Yeah. And you said, I was like, how are you finding it? It's like, I have notes. <laughs> I <Yeah>. have notes. 
It's good. I have I, notes. And I, I say knew, that now. I knew even a weekend. I knew even a weekend I had notes and I have more notes now yeah. having like time to reflect on it. Then the list of notes has only grown. So would you do it again? Yeah, I was going to ask, would you do it again, babe? I think I learned a lot of important things there. One of them being that if I ever did it again, I don't think I would do a full run. No, like, I definitely. don't see... I don't think that it's like healthy and I, I don't, at, at least for me personally, I I feel like my energy could have been better spent maybe on like a two week run mm. or even like a week and then five days off and then another week. Like I didn't even really know, yeah. I didn't know my rights as a performer, which yeah. is that like uh, yeah. you can just like not do shows every yeah. day if you don't want to. You can just we have certain no days idea. off. That was any yeah. like, choice. We like, just got oh, told. Yeah. You have have free will to do what you kind of want to do. We were like, oh, okay. I think on our last day, we were going to do the very... Last... The Monday. Yeah, the Monday. And no one does the the Monday. Who the fuck does the Monday? What the hell? So we were like, by the way, we're not doing that Monday. We didn't do it. I ended up getting tonsillitis and it was just really, really bad. And so I just like sent a a picture of my tonsils, my pussy little tonsils. To our producer, we're like, we're not going on. I just put no, absolutely yeah. not. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of a gift in some ways because you didn't have to go on. Exactly. Have you been doing the show a lot since then? Obviously, you went back to America and then... Yeah, did you take mm-hmm. silly silly little girl on the road? Yeah. I had been touring it um, earlier this year to like work out the hour. And obviously, I think it's like in a much better place now and it's a lot tighter and I'm like really happy with it. I just did it in LA last weekend for the first time since edinburgh and i was kind of honestly a little afraid that i was gonna have like this is gonna sound insane but if you've done edinburgh you'll know that i'm not exaggerating i was i was scared i was gonna have like ptsd flashbacks like i was like i hope i don't freeze up in the middle of this and like be transported back to that like (laughs) that terrible moment and yeah we have not done that show since we've not done our show since i can't even watch it we had we got a videographer come and film it i can't watch it babe i know I, I would, you know what I will say, doing it again, it, it helped me release the tensions from mm. what I experienced. Like it was actually kind of healing in a okay, way. Resetting the whole thing, like a totally different energy about it. Okay, like this is your show. It yeah. doesn't belong to Edinburgh. It, yeah. It's not the demons of Edinburgh that own that show. Maybe it, we exactly. should do it for each other just in the living room just for fun. I was to like say, remind ourselves. Do it in the park. Do it, yeah, do it, do it privately, publicly, kind of whatever. Reclaim our Edinburgh show. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know about other people. I saw some people that had Soho Theater run scheduled like two weeks after we got back. I'm like, you guys, you guys were just built different. No one's better or worse, just different. There's a guy called Rich Hardesty that did a show called Silly Little. Silly, silly boy. Silly Silly little boy. boy. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. It's like a really hard, you know, intense show about mental health. But I, he lives in East London and I saw him five times in a week after Edinburgh. I was like, you are so triggering for me. Like, I can't see you anymore. Please, please. (laughs) I was just like, yeah, I know. He's so sweet. I was like, I can't do this. But you know what? We We learned about ourselves. We learned about our shows. I don't regret doing it at all I think what I took away from it was really valuable just like thinking about that like lifestyle is kind of crazy yeah Yeah. so help me god yeah and that we can choose when we want to perform I think that's what I took away from it 
the, no, like, definitely. we always have choice. Like, <laughs> no, totally. Like, yeah. No. Who was that? No is a full sentence. Yes. I was just, I yeah, got, Mary, Kate, Mary Kate Nashley. Yes, oh, because yeah. that segues us to talking about your Good podcast. Good like, a- Wait, that literally just reminded me that I ordered a Mary Kate Nashley ashtray and I don't know where it is. Know where it is. And ash, like I with their to, faces write, on it? You need to find out where yeah, that is. Yeah, it's like, it's cute, but I need to just write this Baby, down. Baby, you need to track that postage immediately. You love Mary I Kate I don't want to forget. You love that. I love Mary Kate Nashley. Mary Kate Nashley remind me of, you know those like um thong, like those flip-flops that were like wedged yeah. Like that I used to I bought so foam, many of them. Foam wedged flip flops. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They were just the best. Well, Billboard Dad was huge for the sort of surfer aesthetic. Like yeah. surfer girl aesthetic. Yeah. Like the the wedge flip flop. You love them, but we are obsessed with obsessed. Aren't yeah. We? Well, I have been obsessed since a long time. Like it's been one of my Rest favorite parts. Peace. Like I didn't want to fangirl you when I met you, but I was also like you. Like I've listened to every single episode, sometimes multiple oh my times. God. I just think you guys fucking nailed it. I am sad that that pod is no longer. I will say that there is a new project in the works. Right. I can't really say anything, but 2023 will be a good, good year yeah. for Baronies. Fuck yeah! yeah. Oh, brilliant! I'm so you baby, you're smashing it. Smash that. Um, wanted to ask, like, obviously we love like Benny. How did you meet Benny Drama? How did that happen, that duo? We met at a stand-up show in Bushwick where dreams are made of. Wow. And um, we just like liked each other's sets and said hi after. And then mm-hmm. it was sort of, I don't know, when you connect with someone, I think it's sort of instant even when it Boom. comes to friendships. So it just progressed and then grew into this like we are both obsessed with each other. And yeah. I think that is maybe one thing that people like about the podcast. But it's just like he's just the best. I just stayed with him for a couple of weeks out in LA, and Ugh. it's I don't know. Whenever we see each other, it's like no time has passed. So but that's really what's so it. good. It's like this. You guys almost have the same brain. It's mm. the way that you interact it's is so natural, and it's like the tangents <laughs> that you go it's on. It's a scary thought. It's, it's but scary. also the way that you said uh, my favorite moment from that podcast is when you do no. Was yeah, it no. Yeah, it's that's so cool. That whole episode. Oh my god, we're just so cute with each other. So cute. Was one, but I was like laughing hysterically. My rod, and you're, and he's like, you're so flirty today. Yeah, I was like, yeah, do you just? It kills me. I'm like running, like and how laughing, like genuine. Oh my god. Well, that makes me happy. I think. The podcast really brought us both so much joy and we like got to meet so many amazing people mm. through it. So I'm excited to have some some new stuff for you guys. I'm sorry. How but I can't say I can't say anything else. Okay. Tight lips. Oh my god, this is so exciting. I love Almost that like sneaky little project up yeah. your little sleeve. Exciting times ahead. You'll be on the on the photo shoot for it being like shooting something exciting today, guys. No. Dot dot dot. Like, can't show you. We like can't say anything. We love the team. Such a flex. I love yeah. it. Um can we congratulate you on your Travis Barker look, by the way? Congrats. <laughs> you hadn't yes. seen it until recently. I, I was breaking the news to Tan. She didn't know it was you babe i didn't know it was you <laughs> no one did my mom didn't know it was me i sent my mom the photos she said who is that <laughs> who is that she said i didn't even recognize my own child i have so many questions real quick if we can just nerd out on mm-hmm. the look for a sec of course of so course. fit check on the bald cat what how mm-hmm. if, did you have a profession you obviously had someone help you with yeah. that yeah so i was really hesitant about this look And this was the first year Benny and I did Halloween together. And I felt like 
he is like the king of Halloween. Yeah. He's like the CEO of Halloween. Mm. And so I was like, I'm just going to trust him. But if I put this, if I get this bald cap and I look like Megamind, we're going to have problems. <laughs> so he was like, trust me, trust me, trust me. Dance. We have this amazing makeup artist who's going to come and do your bald cap. I think it took like four or five hours, but um, wow. she's at Allie Does Makeup on Instagram. Oh my God. And she just like had it down. She printed out all the tattoos so that she could like you match transfer the them on. Yeah. And so basically what they do is she would like, she sort of put, she would loop my hair around my head and then put clips in. Yeah. Then she put a, a layer of cotton. What? Like wow. steel wool or cotton wool or whatever, like cotton balls. And then she put the ball cap over it. And it was like so secure. Honestly, I have wow. to say, I hope one day I have like a, a reason to shave my head for like a, a job or something because not having hair was like so oh, free. Powerful. Cool. Think about just like, think just if this like was gone and you just didn't have that like to I, play it's with. Fucking all day. It's fucking badass, man. You really suited it. Like you've got the bone structure. The like bones are popping. You owned it. I always say that like I would never suit a shaped head. Talked about this a lot. The fact that you have a pointy head. But it must be so powerful. Just like this is me. This is my head. This is my scalp. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing to hide under. This is me. I know. It's amazing. I, I highly recommend it. And I think, you know, be, being in like male drag for a night if you want to call it that i mean it is halloween but like it was just like fun i was like so comfortable all night and we got the suit custom um what do you call studded or you spiked. did not come to play it was, yeah you did not come to play and we had such a fun night i was so hungover the next day yeah. you know when you're hungover and you question like humanity oh my gosh oh, yeah yeah most sad days like you know that's my life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, actually most weekends yeah i'm like why god why yeah um no i love halloween i go all out because well, i'm single i feel like i need to be a complete tart so like i couldn't go well, out you should just do we're in a bold we should do that every every night you go out yeah, anyway. yeah to be you fair. do and you you do paris hilton as well that was, that was so uncanny so good what the hell yeah no that was another one where benny did all of our makeup for that as well <gasps> he did five people's makeup Smitties. that day and he was like he was putting he was contouring my chin and I was like, go easy on it. And he was like, shut the shut fuck the up and fuck trust up. me. I've <laughs> never steered you wrong. Yeah. It was wow. so fun to be blonde for a night. Now I sort of see what Diana feels every day. I know blonde. Have you ever fun, thought baby. about going blonde? You'd suit it. I've thought about it in in spurts, but my, the woman that does my hair has talked me out of it multiple times. Yeah. And I know she's doing it because she has my best interests at heart. Yeah. Are you afraid that your hair's... Because I've thought about this. Because as a brunette, we don't have many ways to go. We can kind of go like auburn yeah like gingery mm -hmm. but like the the bleaching situation i've i've thought about it i've been talked off the ledge many times i always like to ask my fellow brunette sisters if they yeah. have ever considered it of course it's tempting mm. but i think also one thing that i even struggled a, a huge struggle by the <laughs> way was deciding if i was going to start getting like gel nail extensions because i travel oh, wow. so much yeah. and with dyeing my hair i just think I only trust the woman that does my hair yeah. in New York. So I don't want to like have a situation where I'm in London for two months and my hair is like grown out to It's a rude situation, same. isn't it? It's yeah. like, at least with me, there's like sometimes I could go like six months or something without having my hair done. But it's fine. It like, yeah. like blends in. Whereas like yeah. those roots will not be good. The brunette isn't, it is, no. it's a shame really. But I want to experience life like it. I have worn a blonde wig for Halloween once and I remember like that. It, yeah, so I remember Fred, my boyfriend, I had a photo of me, like I sent him a photo of um, me looking like a sart and he opened it in front of his friends and they were like, Fucking who's that? <laughs> Fucking hell. 
And then and he, I, I was like, oh shit, am I missing something here? Am I like doing myself dirty by not whatever? No, don't. No. First of all, we're not even, we don't like get dressed for boys no. at night. They're just like dogs with their But it felt good for a minute. But, I mean, for yeah, everyone to be course. like, who's that? Blonde prostitute. Blonde bombshell. Yeah. Well, it's funny too, because you actually, you can just wear a bad wig from Amazon and a yeah. guy will be like, oh, yeah, are you a natural just... blonde? Yeah. 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 I'm like, does it fucking look like this is real hair? I know. I was, I'm like, yeah, this stupid. is from the Fox. Okay. This was, this was $30. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking because I've been thinking about dyeing my hair. I did. I went kind of like red once, like a gingery thing. But I, I want this like really like too. Yeah, I really mm. want this like really deep orange. And I was thinking mm. of buying the wig online, and just like it. testing it oh, out. Oh, buying a wig. I thought you were gonna say buying a box of dye. I'm like, no, baby, baby, please. No, no, I, I don't. No, we. We're, we're <laughs> um, older yeah, than that. buy a wig, try it out. That's what the woman that does my hair always says. If you want to dye your hair, buy a wig and. See how that feels. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, there we go. Not that. Don't be going rogue. Right. Okay. okay. Wait, I want to talk about your guys' tattoos. Tattoo. I oh, Dee doesn't any have tattoos. any. It's just me. Oh my god. Okay. Wait. That's actually surprising because you have so many. I have so many. Yeah. I have. Lo- I have. I have about forty now. Forty tattoos. Yeah. And not one of them involves me. No. You would have thought you would have got one. I now. thought about it. I thought about it. And I wanted to in Edinburgh, but I thought I'm in a really emotionally, like, I should Vulnerable. not be doing, yeah. making any permanent decisions in Edinburgh. But I will get one for you. Of course, I've wanted to get one with you. Yeah, well, I thought, do you have tattoos? No. Are you thinking none. about it? Honestly, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I, like, I will say, I will say, when I saw your tattoos, because they're so, like, beautifully spaced yeah. out and, like, thin and dainty, yeah. I was like, oh, it's so clear to me that you, like, have a vision and a vibe for these uh, that is, like, very cohesive that I feel like I've never really seen before. Oh, Just, that's nice. So I, was, like, I, don't I think I could do. But they look so, like, um, like aligned yeah. to me. Yeah, and it's almost like, like you have them, but you don't have them. Because, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. they're there, but they're not. It's, yeah. They're not aggressive. They're delicate. And they're, yeah. yeah. Like if someone took a picture of you from far away enough, you wouldn't even see yeah. them. Yeah. But yeah. I just was like, oh, if I was going to do it and go all in, like that's how I would Oh, I love yeah. that. I no, started nice. getting them because my friend was a tattoo is a tattoo artist, an amazing one in Melbourne, in Australia, and she just started practicing on me, which is kind of a cool story behind it. You like her canvas. I was her canvas. That's an incredible amount of trust yeah. between friends. And, oh, honestly, some of the old ones are super janky, but I love that because it's our <laughs> it's a story. <laughs> and also yeah. it's like uh, it's like it's so weird because I'm so um what's the word when you can't make decisions? Indecisive. indecisive. It's so indecisive in every area. And it's almost getting like tattoos are rebellion against that side of my nature because that's the one Mid-man. it's no, but it's the one thing I t- turn up, I'm like what are we putting permanently on my body today? And she'll just be like, yeah. this. And I'll be like, cool, let's go. And then, yeah, see, I think I've got like, that's avoidant, what feels like, like. Avoidant, avoidant tendencies. So the thought of like having something on my skin like forever, I'm like, absolutely can't cope with that. It makes me want to have a panic attack just thinking about it. You know? That means you should yeah, probably I get a tattoo. I don't know. No. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if I could take the plunge. I've definitely, I have thought about it in certain like phases of my life, but for now I'm going to stick with with none no yeah right okay well i'll hook you up with my girl if you ever because i've got one in london who's amazing sylvie um she's called love helps she's incredible we love her so right we need to talk about you calling out all the fuck boys babe you have um been actually described in the times as a sex therapist of comedy um and we wanted to talk to you about also being a really hot girl in comedy Mm. 
and how that feels like and um, talking about the power that you the have. The weight on your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. And a big question is, you're calling out these fuckboys. Do you get a lot of hate from men online or in person at your gigs? Honestly, and knock on wood, I'm knocking on my wooden desk. I really haven't. Like a, a lot of the people that have come to my show who fall in the demographic of like, you know, fuckboys or just like sort of straight guys in general, I don't want to classify all straight guys as fuckboys, but I have always had just like really positive feedback from them. Because I think what people probably don't know about the show, and if they were just like reading about it or saw the, the title of it, it's called Drag His Ass, a Fuckboy Treatment mm. Program. I'm not dragging random people on stage and like embarrassing them. Mm. I like, like the talk, circus, I, I handpick like the people who reach out to me or through friends like say, oh, this person is like game to be on the show. I run everything that I'm going to talk about mm. by them. We do several Zoom calls before mm, or yeah. phone calls to like make sure that they're comfortable Consent. with everything that I'm asking. And then the environment at the show is very um, supportive. So yeah. I think it's like people can't help but feel included in it. And that's why I think there's been not really that much backlash, which has been great. Do you think guys actually find the title of fuckboy like kind of a compliment? That like they're into it. Like they're kind of into it. Like they're like, no, I'm not. But like deep down they're like, yeah, I'm a fuckboy. Like so maybe that's why they're not offended so much. Well, it's a position of privilege to even label yourself a fuckboy yeah right like there's a level of privilege there that means you have enough access to people to screw them over yeah exactly that you could like gain that reputation yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'm sure there's like a badge of honor to it but i think that when guys hit around like 32 years old it's not so fun anymore no, it's, it's not, not so no what how would you describe a fuckboy in a mm. sentence like either three words mm. or like just like a quick little wrap it up in a sentence summary i the way i usually describe it is a fuckboy is a person they it doesn't matter their gender how they identify with their sexuality uh a, a fuckboy is a person who will do and say anything in order to have sex with you wow. and then once they've done that there's like no accountability so huh. it's just there we go whatever happens happens they wash their hands of it and they might warn you oh i'm, I'm not a good guy i'm not good to date like i'm only going to hurt you but those things like instead of just like telling me you're gonna do that maybe just don't do that you know totally what fuckboy moment in your life stands out the most to you like what what encounter with a a guy or yeah anyone anyone what was the biggest what was the biggest behavior yeah honestly when i was like alarmed by it was when i started acting like (gasps) one and then i was like i need i was single for a really long time i was single for almost six years and most like before my current relationship and I just I you fall into these habits and like I totally see how they happen and that's why I think instead of fighting fire with fire and being like well we just need to screw over these people instead of letting them screw us over like that's not a good approach I think we all need to do better to help each other and like be more respectful Mm. I think it's just really comes down to like being respectful of other people it's so that easy like in the dating thing. world to become cynical and then also become part of the problem it's not when you've been hurt a few yeah. times exactly like well if i haven't get it done to me then like fuck everyone else oh, i'll just come do avoiding it and, i know like, I, yeah. yeah i think the key thing here is just communication isn't it really and mm-hmm. if you're not feeling something just yeah. like having the decency to be like yeah you know what that was really fun but no thanks but it's not yeah mm. i think people are terrified to like communicate because then you feel vulnerable but i think one thing that i've been that i 
was doing more toward the end of me being single and that I've really encouraged my friends to do is like, you don't have to wait for someone else to end things. Mm -hmm. If you aren't happy or you don't feel respected and you don't feel like they're communicating, Mm -hmm. just like, like twist, like stick the knife in and twist it. You don't have, you don't have to wait till someone hurts you irreparably to like walk away from a situation. But I think there's like the scarcity mindset where like people, at least I thought this way, like even people I would never date, I was like, well, I want to hook up with them. And you know, I'll just wait for them to end it because like, what if I never find anyone else? Mm. But like, you always will. So I think it's, it's just, yeah, yeah, we, we get ourselves into these bad dynamics. Oh my God, totally. Have have you been like really fuckboyed? Me? Or have you been a fuckboy or have you been fuckboyed? I've been in constant relationships like forever. I, I, I honestly, when, when I was a teenager, yes, but I feel like all teenagers kind of are. I feel like I don't know if you can be a fuckboy in your teenage years because you're just learning. You're just kind of learning. Like fuckboys, I feel like yeah. it's definitely more of a 20s phenomenon because everyone's like, sussing out their relationship style and they're like how they want to be in, you know, sexual relationships and stuff. So. It's when you become old enough to know better, basically. Yes. Like when you're young, you're a little yeah, bit yeah. like whatever. When you're old enough to know better, like, yeah. fuck off. I've definitely been fuckboyed. I've been like the victim. Yeah. My worst. Yeah, how's the single life, babe? Uh, What's going on? I'm absolutely exhausted. She's strained. It's exhausted. Yeah. I can't even. I'm I'm exhausted hearing my friends' stories. I can't imagine living. Oh it yeah. Right every now. Monday when we work, we'll show up and we'll need to designate at least an hour, literally, to decompress. Listen, I'm mm-hmm. going out there. I'm snogging. I'm you snogging out there. left, right, and on Halloween. Three people in one night. You know, mm. I'm just. <gasps> I'm going for it. it. I know. But I'm just like, I think I'm at this point though where I'm like, I've got a few guys that want to date me and guys messaging me like a guy phoned me the other night and we had a conversation for like half an hour. But it's just like, it's cute. But it's like, something's just like not quite right, you know? And I just think I'm at this point where I'm like, I just don't want, I just can't be arsed with it being like not quite the right person. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, yeah. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Would you say that you're more of a fuckboy at the moment? I guess I I am being slightly fuckboyish. But not like, I'm not like sleeping with someone and not calling them or anything like no, that. No, you're not leaving I'm people. communicating and I'm being quite honest about where I'm at in my life and stuff. And that's all we can do. I will say the last time I did Drag His Ass in London, some of the fuckboys I was working with, I was pretty surprised by how the people i mean look there's there's fuckboys and then there's enablers and they're they're the victims uh, for sure but i was i mean some of the texts these guys got from the girls they were seeing were like truly shocking really? i think we just all need to like take a deep breath and like just like remember to lead with kindness what do you mean by shocking and also just just like some of the behavior was savage i i understand i i would never condone ghosting in some of these cases i was like you know what babe i think you just have to never never respond because like the the way that these people are reacting whether you did something wrong or not is like i don't like to call women crazy and it wasn't just women but it's crazy yeah yeah wow when it comes to dating like it's just really hard people really lose their shit sometimes like it's it's a really hard game i think it's harder babe 
correct me if I'm wrong because it's been a while since I've been in America, but I feel like dating is harder in the UK. I mean, your boyfriend, your partner is is English, right? Yeah. By the way, you were in an England. Yeah, college. I know. Just like, I'm, now, and I'm obsessed. Well, with I that. got this made as a joke because it's just it's just England with the soccer <laughs> it ball. So okay. good. I was like, I actually really want one. Repping England right now. Yeah, it. I ordered this off of like um, custom ink. Okay, custom ink. Get one now. It's harder because I felt like when I was in New York. People would just come up to you left, right, and center. People are so much more like forward in America, whereas here, you kind of have to kind of know someone through someone else. Yeah, I, I think the dynamics are different, but it, they're not better here. Okay. Like mm. someone will come up to you in a bar, you'll have the worst sex of your life, <laughs> and then they will somehow like drive you back to therapy. Right. You know, it's like, it, it, it's not better. People are more proactive, which I think in general mm, is good because mm. just like put yourself out there and, and see what happens. But I don't think the success rate is any higher. How did you meet your current partner? He DM'd me on Instagram. See, it's good. The DM. How modern. You know what? Shoot your shot. I think don't harass people, but <laughs> always shoot your shot. Always you just don't at know least what one. Will I do feel like that is quite mm-hmm. a popular way of meeting people now. Although, like, Timothy Chalamet never slides into it's my a, DM. It's frustrating so at this point. Yeah. I'm exhausted. I'm not sure how many times you can tag you know in, what? in a video. Because life is long. Yeah, who knows? You know, who knows? Life is long, so and Timothee Chalamet is still right young. It, last day, I didn't mention he's so this. So young. My last day, yeah. I got nibbled on like a piece of cheese. Mm. Like he went in to kiss me, and mm. he kissed me so quick. Mm. It was like he was a little piece of mouth. He was a little, little piece mouth. of mouth. Nibbled on me like a piece of cheese. Yeah, this is what I'm dealing with here. Were you like, did you want to kiss or no? I was like, okay, I've been here for like an hour. Like he's going in for the kiss. Like I'll just give it a go. Let's give it a go. Let's see what happens. Then I tried to teach him how to kiss. An hour is pretty quick. Do yeah. You think so? Yeah. I was intoxicated. Yeah. I think also like dating so hard. Whenever I would take a break from drinking, dating would become exponentially harder. Because uh, like if someone tries to kiss me after an hour when I'm sober, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck are you insane? Are you doing? Yeah. No, I was hammered. But if I was a little buzzed, yeah. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I. I just. I also. I just feel problem. like I. I was a bit unsure about him. So it was like. But maybe I'll know in the kiss. You know, if this is a good kiss, this could take it to a different level. This kiss, yeah. this kiss. But it, it wasn't the right Sensitical. one. Yeah. Love that song. Another thing I will say is I do think that a lot of fuckboys are just alcoholics. Now, that might yeah. be a topic for a separate yeah, episode because I could talk about that for a long time. But I think, you know, we can all just drink a little less. It's a gateway yeah. into fuckboy behavior for sure. I think that's when my yeah. most fuckboyish behavior comes out in yeah. me is yeah. when I'm uh, when I'm intoxicated. Yeah. You said that Jesus was the biggest fuckboy of all time. Yes, he did. <laughs> Please elaborate. Elaborate. I said he was. I said he was the original fuckboy. Oh, the OG, OG. fuckboy. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure there have been worse ones, but I think he definitely like he definitely was paved the, the way. What was, it, what was his behavior that made it that way? I think, you know, the whole drama with Mary Magdalene, did they, didn't lot. they? Why are you ashamed to be with a sex worker? Yeah, it was a yeah. lot. Why was she? And then it's sort of like dying and then resurrecting after three I'm days. No, ghosting like, That is so attention seeking. <laughs> it's so, babe, so That is so attention seeking. I'm back. Right. This is because. Like, what? You, you you're going to walk out of my life and then text me? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're you're going to walk out of my life. Coming out of the cave. Gonna I'm going to cry over you and then you're going to text me three days later. Oh, He's honestly, he, I think he on. was just like a magician or something. Like, I can't. Like, Kiara didn't really know this. Didn't know the story of, story of the nativity. Of uh, no, I don't know any. Okay. No. Number one, I'm Australian. We don't do religious studies as much as you guys do. And number two, I'm Jewish. Yeah. And I know that obviously Jesus like is Jewish. So I know like briefly, I know the the spark notes. 
but but I don't know the full ins and outs. I was trying to explain it to her. I was like, babe, it's just the biggest lie of all time. Like Mary and Jesus, like like Mary and Joseph didn't have sex. Yeah, but then I'm like, how did the baby get in? It's all very it's confusing. Just, it's all very stressful. Well, it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's a lot a whole, to take in. Thing. I mean, honestly, babe, if you don't have brain space taken up by that, then don't start now because it's not gonna. It, maybe there's some references you won't get on a TV show if you don't know everything in the yeah. Bible. But I went to Catholic school for like 12 years, and it's not. Because you were like full religious. Yeah, this is another segue. Yeah. I was very Catholic. I was Catholic until I was probably in my like early 20s. Honestly, when I went to college and took philosophy classes, that was when I was like, oh, "Oh, religion is like not the be all and end all. Because I just going from Catholic school to then public school where they don't teach you anything about religion. I just I didn't know anything else. So then when I was like reading about these philosophers and like their you know, theories and approach to like human existence. I was like, wait, uh, some of these guys are like making points. One of my favorite things I studied for A level was ethics, philosophy, religion. And I found it so interesting, just like how many different beliefs there are around the world. Mm-hmm. Like I found it so incredibly interesting. And tell us, in terms of what you do now, obviously your family are so very religious. Mm-mm. They're not. Oh no! no. Obviously, so that was stupid. Sort of, obviously, no. I mean, you never know because I think it. I feel lucky that my family and I have all really like grown together. And although I think some people in my family have like spiritual r- relation, you know, spiritual yeah. parts of their lives. Wow. You know, it's not embedded in the Catholic Church, which I really appreciate because I think. I mean, on a serious level, the Catholic Church is just responsible for like so much like tragedy yeah. for especially like young it's very children dark, and like, cover ups dark, and dark history. I watched the and, film and just Spotlight. how Christianity is like Christianity is so twisted in this country and used mm. to like take away people's rights. Yeah. So I think it's spirituality I love yeah. and I, I love hearing about people's different experiences with it. But as far as being Catholic, that's not something that the only thing the Catholics it. did right was the decorations. Yeah. Totally. I mean, Christmas in general is like a total like, slam. And, yeah. and you walk into a Catholic that. church as opposed to like, a, a what do we have here? Church of England. Protestant maybe? It's the opposite. Yeah, it's the England. one that they warred with. I can't remember the name. Protestant. Protestant. Thank Protestant. you. Sorry. And Catholic. Yeah. 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 And you walk into a Catholic one like they are fucking like so extra. Well, they just love stained and glass. And the hats. I know. The Catholics love stained like glass. Like the massive fucking hats and Chir- the gown. Yeah. Churches yeah. are incredible. It's one of my favorite things to do. During lockdown, I used to walk to St. Paul's Cathedral and I God. just, I do find something pretty remarkable. The aesthetics are great. Yeah. I, I totally, you can't fault them no, for that. I that's totally that's what I'll give them. So you don't have a very like Jesus-y Christmas? No. No, it's not Jesus-y, but we are a big Christmas family for yeah. sure. We've got a little segment, babe. A two little sections that two we like to play. I'm ready. So because you are, I would say, the resident expert and on the fuck boys and the surrounding subjects, we kind of want to mm. know who you think is the biggest fuckboy out of the following. Okay, I'm and we so can weigh up. We can weigh up options. the reasoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you my reasoning. Right. right. So we got the obvious Pete Davidson. It has to be mentioned. You know, he's, he's just been to the next with Emrata at the the fucking New York game. Yeah. Who was so, it? Ariana. Ariana. Phoebe Denver. 
Kim K. Jennifer, Kim K, whatever. So Pete Davidson. Henry VIII. Okay. Like, what the hell is that about? Like, There's a lot going on. Six wives, you know, and he didn't have, like, two sisters on the go at once. Yeah. Then he gets six mm-hmm. in the back teeth of two of them and, like, kills them because them he just can't be asked for them anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it's a lot, it's a lot going on. These are good. Re- these are really good options. So we've got yeah. Pete Davidson. Am I supposed to decide out of those two? No, babe, we've got, we've got a few more. So we've got more. Okay. Joey from Friends. It's obviously okay. just a fucking creep. Singing on girls every episode. He's trying to get with Rachel, who has a history with his best mate. Not cool. Yeah. And it covers yeah. it all up yeah. with, with his little... He's nice. his charm. He's sweet. But no, he's a dog. It's a dog. He's charming. He's yeah. charming. Yeah. We've got um, two Disney ones. Aladdin. I found this article um online, Ooh. and it was just like, basically... I'll just read you a little bit of it. It's like, Aladdin um, is a fucking scrub. Um, any dude that rolls up looking flashy on the first date is probably, like, poor as fuck in real life. He obviously borrowed that elephant yeah. from his friend. Mm-hmm. And you just know the minute after this date over, is over and he wins her that he's going to go back t- to stealing from, like, street vendors and sleeping in, like, abandoned buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that he's shady and that he's a liar and he calls himself an entrepreneur. Yeah. The last one was um, Eric from Little Mermaid just because he, like doesn't really care that she can't speak. Yeah. It's not yeah. like such an issue. He likes his women to be silent. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts. First of all, I think as far as Pete Davidson goes, at least Pete Davidson is willing to be in a committed relationship. Like, I really can't fault him for the fact that all these beautiful, amazing, successful, intelligent women want to date uh, him. Like, I don't, I've never met him. I don't know him. I'm happy for him and all his success. I think he is like, he is actually a good example of someone that, is like stereotypically looks like a fuck yeah. boy and probably like gives off that vibe. But he's publicly dated m- multiple people and seemingly committed relationships. So I I would not go with Pete Davidson okay. on this one. I just don't know what goes wrong with him because yeah. like it obviously gets to like the six months mark with mm. everyone and then like what he happens? must end it. I'm very curious. I'm, I want to know if he does or they do. But yeah, I think he does. I have a feeling. That's what I'll ask him if I yeah, ask, ask him. him. We need um, to find out. Yeah, I'll just be like, hey, hey the girls want to know. What happens? Joey from Friends. I think so. Here's something that not a lot of people know about me, which is that I actually have only seen like six episodes of Friends because. My sisters had the VHS of the best of friends, which was like the best episodes. So I've seen those about a hundred times and then I've never seen the rest of it. So I think, I don't want to say it was a different time. I think it was the nineties. It was the early two thousands. You know, he, he seemed harmless to me. Right. Yeah. Joey from friends. I think, I do think going for Rachel was, is weird. I obviously know that backstory. Um, But you know, love is love, I guess you could say. I know we can't help it, I guess. Aladdin. For me, Aladdin is like, it's, it's, you don't want to meet a guy and be like, I can change him. Right. So he, he led with his best foot forward. He wasn't coming off with any ill intentions. I don't think he did say, I can show you the world. And I want to know if he ever did. He really? They didn't really go that. far on that carpet, did they? <laughs> it's just they kind of like zoomed around, around the town. a bit. Because I don't like empty promises. Yeah. So that's like a maybe for me. Uh. And then I think, Eric from The Little Mermaid, you know, he, I think he's a himbo and not a lot of people talk about this, but I think he was a bit of a a male bimbo and he, like many men, just sort of see what's in front of him. He chased that tail, so to speak. He did. He a little mermaid tail. And I'm hopeful that the live action will, will do that Uh, relationship justice. So for me, the biggest fuck boy is... Henry VIII represent. I mean, you can't argue with that. He (laughs) classic case. Murder is murder is pretty murder is murder. It's the power. He literally killed these women when he was 
fed up with them. I wonder if he was charming. I mean, he was the king, so obviously he didn't really have to have, but I just, I would love to, if I could go back in history and meet anyone in history, I'd want to meet him. Yeah, I would. Because I just want to know what it's all about. I feel like he was vulgar. You're like, does he have big dick energy? Like, does he? Does he look in Yeah, or has he just got a tiny head on a massive body? I want to know. I feel like when he became obsessed with you, he would like bite those gifts. Be obsessed and like go down on you for for hours. And then gaslight you when... You started to act crazy because he was obviously looking at the other page girl. Babe, cleaning out a shiny and new would come in and he just like that. Jane Howard comes in, Amberlyn who? Exactly. I just feel like that's tiring. More than anything, having six wives is tiring. It's too much power. I mean, I don't think he was happy. I I think he just got so much power and he's just getting laid all the time. I can't imagine he was at peace with himself, but who knows? Yeah, that would be be a lot to carry on your soul. We weren't there. So. I think, yeah, I think we give him the football. Give me the eight. Right, love that. There we go, love that. Um, can I just ask a question, really, that I wanted to know? Yeah. Um, we I, we wrote this above before, but like we didn't get round to it. But Which like, one? obviously, you're like very attractive mm-hmm. and Gorgeous. sexy. Sexy. And we just wanted to know, as women <laughs> in this like sort of comedy world, we sort of touched on it earlier. But like, how other women are with you? Mm. Do you feel like they're quite welcoming? Or we were sort of like speaking before, weren't we, about do we think that certain women think that like women shouldn't have it all? Is that still a thing? I think when women feel that way, it's probably a projection of their own uh. lives or situations. So I feel like in comedy, regardless of gender, like I have this theory that all comedians hate each other until they meet yeah, once. Oh, that's so like, true. <laughs> there's so many people that you probably like villainize on social media or you see what they're doing and you're like, ew, I hate them. Like, do they even work hard? Um, Are they even funny? Yeah. And then you meet them once and you're like, oh, they're literally just like a person that like wants to like be successful in the same industry as me. I've definitely found that across the board, certain people just like don't like me or aren't nice to me, but I have found so many more people that are. And whatever the reason is, like if I give them, if it's fun for them to shit on me, then that's a Mm -hmm. gift to you. So enjoy it. Um, But it's just, I don't worry myself with that stuff because it's just, it's just like, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's palpable, but I don't care. I feel bad for people who don't like totally. me. That's like sad. Were you always thick-skinned in that respect? Like, did you always have, because obviously that takes some self-assurance to mm. to be able to be like, that's cool. Like, did you always have that? Or is that something you've developed over years doing stand-up? Because stand-up is so confronting. Yeah, it's really vulnerable. And it's really vulnerable. And like, you obviously have to have some mechanisms to deal with a room, wherever the vibe, whatever the vibe may be. So did you develop that over time? We've always just been fucking badass. Yeah, better. I think I just have like, because I have five siblings, so oh, yeah. I just feel like anything any anyone else could say to me, I'm like, I've, I've had heard it all before. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't bother me. Like, obviously, when you see a negative comment or if somebody like attacks your character, yeah. that's one thing. But I just find with people who have like nothing but negative things to say, I don't know. I also think like I just don't have time for that. But I also think because my two siblings closest to me in age are both boys and I just feel like in some ways, I, I have a little bit of that, like, male confidence where I just kind of uh, don't yeah. let those things bother me. But obviously, sometimes it does get yeah. to me and I have to, like, take a minute. But in general, I'm just – I'm really also, I think, for the next – I don't really do New Year's resolutions, but for the last, like, couple months. I, honestly, since Edinburgh, I'm just, like, 
it just has to be positive. Like I can't, I can't indulge. Like my, my view, my worldview has changed. Life I'm just is like, B-E you just and have to be nice. E, like before yeah, Edinburgh, I know, post Edinburgh. Literally. <laughs> it's like, it, it changes your, like your genes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. All right, I love cool. that. You're strong. You're a strong gal. We yeah. like it. We like that energy. Yeah. I look up to that. Should we wrap the episode with something that we like to do? Yeah every week yeah so we've got our Mm -hmm. our weekly segment where we allow our guests we give you a safe place to be fucking angry and pissed off we've already ranted about edinburgh you can you can hash that up again if you want to but to get you in the mood we're gonna roll tape we're gonna play a bit of the songs that we like to get you in the vibe you're pissing me off shut Fuck off. Yo. People's babies on my Instagram. You're pissing me off. Weird men yelling out from a white van. You're pissing me off. Foxes having sex in the night time. You're pissing me off. People who clap when the plane lands. Yeah, everything pisses me off. Yay. There we go. Very bad. The foxes, the foxes thing is so real and not something I had ever experienced <laughs> till I was in London. No, it's an absolute nightmare. I, I, my bedroom is across from the park and I swear to God, 5am, <gasps> I'm like, you all need to calm the fuck <laughs> down. Well, it sounds like women screaming blood, bloody murder, yeah. getting murdered. It, it literally. I was so alarmed when I first had it. I was like, do we need to call the authorities? It's aggressive. Yeah. And like, do you have in LA, in LA, like, or in America, men driving around in white vans, yelling views? Or is that just a British thing? They're very British. I know that that it exists. I honestly, I don't see as much catcalling lately. Uh, like, and I also, I, I mean, I'm one of these people. I just like, it doesn't really bother me if it's non-threatening. Yeah. I just, it doesn't bother right, me. Right, right, right. But I know it bothers a lot of people, yeah. so I don't think people should do it. But. To me, I don't, I'm just like, oh, that person is like a creep. Yeah. yeah. Or sometimes you're that. feeling really shit about yourself and then you're like, thank you. Like, actually, thanks. I really needed that today. Yeah. Or like sometimes. It's like a little oh, non threatening yes. harassment. It depends what day you catch me. Sometimes totally. I'm like, girl, fuck yourself. And yeah. then I'm like, thanks. Thanks. Thank it's when you. They, it's when they tail you when you're on your run that kind that's of pushes okay. me over the edge. Yeah, that's not like, Or anything yeah. when it goes dark, yeah. do not bother. Do not you know, broad daylight, you know, say what you want. Yeah. Just the minute it goes dark, no. Yeah, that's scary. So what's pissing you off? Okay, so I think what I would like to discuss right now, what's pissing me off, and this comes from a lot of flying. I've been doing a lot of flying recently, be it to London, to LA. I flew to Missouri. Jet setter. Jet setter. Jet setter. Yes, I'm, I'm jet setting around yeah. the world and to Missouri. <laughs> and people need to stop acting fucking psycho at the airport and on airplanes. Like everybody wants to get where they're going. Everybody wants to get on the plane. Everybody wants to get off the plane. The flight attendants just want to do their jobs. I like know. just everybody take a deep breath and like release the tension flying is stressful for a lot of people everybody just needs to calm we're down. literally and, all going to the first, same place yeah and we all want to get there as quickly as possible including obviously the people flying the plane and the people like servicing all of the people the yeah. passengers so please just be nice to flight attendants um, even if they're dicks to you I know. like even if they're cranky and clearly have had like a long day or whatever just like just smile at them don't bother them. Don't be fucking no. weird. Don't try to use the bathroom in first no. class. Like, and that's me sitting in. Co- I'm not in first, but I'm seeing people try it, and then they're like, "You can't do this. It's against regulations." Blah blah. blah. It's like, just listen. Just follow. Well, literally, like, get just yourself a bag of pretzels. Get a Bloody yeah. Mary. Watch a movie. Yeah. Relax. Like, what is that about? I, I genuinely want to discuss 
The psychological element of why airports and airplanes make people act like fucking animals. No. What is it? I don't know, but it really brings out, it brings out like this animalistic sort of like hatred. We're stepping into like a neutral zone where like the playing field is kind of leveled and we're all just yeah. like unaware of our like where we sit in life. <laughs> listen, do you not think it's like we're all in this place, right? But we're all going on totally different journeys. Some guys are going to Ibiza. Oh, wow. Some, they're all revved up. They're all like, right, we're going to go on a shagging holiday. Then you've got one man that's flying all the way to see his wife. Tokyo, Tokyo. Because he's got the most important meeting of his life. Mm. Everyone has different priorities and probably on a very the big scale. sections of life. Because are... they're going to these big places, mm. you know? And maybe something like that. Like everyone's emotionally quite charged. Yeah, it feels it feels emotional. Because when you're flying somewhere, it's probably like for a re- Like a bigger reason. I, like something probably important yeah, presumably but i think when you're flying a lot you just see the wor- people's worst selves there was a guy sitting two seats over for me when i flew back from la a few days ago and he was fully asleep woke up turned around looked over his seat and was like stop touching my seat oh my god and i assumed that it was his wife behind us because they i would never expect strangers to like talk to each other that way and he looked he did it multiple times like don't touch it Oh my and god! Then it was really scary. It was just like so aggressive. And then when they got off the plane, they like didn't talk to each other. So I think it was truly just oh no strangers having a very oh heated my god. interaction. But it's just like it no, it, we don't. It's a red eye. Like no. just, just domestic awesome. flights in America are next level. Like or something because well, they're all eighteen off. hours long. Yeah, in the air as yeah. well. Like you know, it's not cool. Like you're up in the air, you're trapped in this trapped. Like, tiny little thing. Trapped like, all these people. Box. Like that gives me severe anxiety anyway. Yeah. Um. And then like someone's kicking off. No, no, it's not the time. Do you yeah. want to make this journey uncomfortable yeah. for yourself as well? Yeah. Like, just calm the fuck down. That's a That's really a good, good one. one. Well done. That was like definitely one of my yeah. faves because like, I can see... I mean, I'm about to get on a flight in a week to go to Australia. Oh, that God. is 26 <gasps> hours of probable mayhem. Like, yeah. I am not looking forward to the people I'm going to meet on this journey. Babe, join the mile oh, that that That's just too, too stressful. Yeah. On that note, darling. Babe. Thank you, Thank so, you so much. much for giving us a second chance. I'm so glad we never... Ha- oh, my God. No, this was... this. Was, that was just a practice. Yeah. Yeah. This was the real yeah. thing. Hopefully we can hear this episode. And hopefully we see you again. When are you coming back? Well, I'll be back in I'll be back in like two weeks, and then we'll be in London for like January. Yeah, babe. Mm-hmm. No, thank you so much. Yeah, we love you. Oh, thank you, darling. Thank you. I can't wait to see you guys. Okay, girlies, let's go. She's a silly little girl, a rising queen of the comedy world. She's a hot and sexy mama, got a podcast of any drama. She's been making a load of noise, cause she's calling out the fuck boys. A voice of a generation, bitch, preach it to the nation. Drag his ass, drag his ass, bitch, drag his ass. She's married Beth Barone, she's married Beth Barone, not Baroni, not Baroni. She's married Beth Barone. She's married Beth Barone. Not Baroni. She's married Beth Barone. Insanity Group.